This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You guys? I that should do for Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Celtic Rumours TV, the Balls and Bother podcast with your hosts Mark and myself, Paul. Joining us tonight we have Terence, that's Terra 61 from our forum page to the podcast at Celtic Rumours TV, where Celtic supporters discuss our team Celtic. On today's show we'll talk about uh, the, yesterday's nil all draw against Livingston. We'll talk about uh, the match analysis, we look, we talk about did Ange get the first team selection wrong? We look ahead to the Europa League game in midweek against Ferros, and we're going and see, and what's going on with Celtic board at the moment? And are they really considering the appointment of Bernard Higgins to a senior security role within the club? Firstly, dog Mark will do a few shouts. Yes, thanks very much, Paul. Some quick shout-outs to Richie, Tamaloy, Malika and a Glasgow Green. Seen on the forum earlier, he's not doing too good, so just keep your chin up, BGG, and hopefully you're back in track soon, buddy. Uh, I don't know if Mikey's listening in, but just it's the start of Mikey's tag do this. Well, today a lot of people were arriving at his house for it, but it seems that it's a three-day event starting tomorrow, so hope Mikey enjoys that and doesn't he drink too much or do anything to embarrass the podcast. But embarrass the podcast. Podcast, <laughs> spit it over. <laughs> he and Jonas. <laughs> ah, Jonas as well. Well, Jonas has got to keep an eye on Mikey. If anything goes wrong, and it's on Jonas, he's back. Uh, we're up to now 508 subs, Paul. Get uh, slowly creep them up as we want. So thanks everybody that supports us on here, on the forum, and everything. And remember, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and if you know how to, please leave a comment. Uh, before we move on to show, we just take a look at the latest news around the club. Breaking news from Celtic today have confirmed that no way supporters will be left into Celtic Park for the New Year's Gladwell Derby. Celtic fans were blocked out of Ibrox earlier in the season after being promised 750 tickets. Our Celtic right to follow suit. And when will we see this ongoing dispute between the two clubs being resolved? Uh, I, I will talk to, to Mark and Terence a little bit more about this on the show. Uh, former Celtic manager and fan favourite Vin Jensen, who was recently diagnosed with dementia, has revealed in his autobiography after 23 years of silence why he left Celtic less than 24, 48 hours after winning the title and stopping Rangers from winning the 10 in a row. He said his relation with owner Fergus McCann and general manager had broken down and was beyond repair and that their lack of ambition to spend money 
or lack of, didn't meet his ambition for the club and he decided to move on. Of course, our prayers and our thoughts are with them at this difficult time with his diagnosis of dementia. Was that you he looks likely to be leaving Celtic on loan in January transfer window, the 21-year-old the Dutch player who signed a four-year contract in July from Sheffield Wednesday has become increasingly frustrated with his lack of game time at the club. The, the, young, the youngster saw fellow youngster Stephen Walsh, Dane Murray getting first-team football before him. Celtic supporters are wondering if Yohidi is actually part of Ange's plans at the moment as he was signed in July before Ange became Celtic manager. That's it for the latest rumours. Celtic news around the club. Mark will now bring Terence onto the show. I'm a bit surprised about that, about Ura Gahidi. Mm. So you see, mm-hmm. he's uh, a bit of a decent I, reputation, didn't he? But I was reading it, Mark, and he, he said that he, he taught South team football at Preston to, to come to Celtic, and he's been increasingly frustrated, so. It's looking that maybe he might go to Preston. Uh, uh, well, maybe it's just a case of Paul. He's maybe no good enough to take, make a step up at Celtic. You know, and a year out in loan or six months out in loan will do him the world good. The, the, the blow to him, Mark, was that Stephen Watch and uh, kind of Dane Murray at the moment are kind of ahead of him. And I was looking then, is he able to play in the course team? And he's actually a month over the age limit. To play in the court He's kicking his heels in, he's not even playing yeah. any, any So games. that's the frustration for him. Like, you could be 21, Mark, but I think it's in, you know, like if you're under 14s and if you're kind of a two months over that limit where the under 14s is, you can't play uh, for the under 14s, you have to take a step up then to under 15s, you know, when you were younger, you know. So that's kind of the, the category he was for. I, know. I was impressed with him, Mark, at pre season. From from what I saw him in, in in the games I saw him look at well, he looked strong he looked looked sturdy looks I I was as you said there Mark he, he might maybe things will change with Starfields yeah depending on Starfields injury and mm-hmm. Julian I mean it just keeps getting pushed back pushed back with Julian didn't it I don't know when he's actually going to end up being back in the first team I think it may be next year I think so yeah with a hamstring it looked uh, slag straight away yesterday Mark didn't he. Oh, I'm talking about Julian, I mean, Paul. I don't, I know, I, it, was to, I, it was meant to be a few months ago, it was going to be the end of October. It was, was going to be, to be November. And I, I know, that's, that's what they're saying, it'll be the end of November. I'll be surprised well, if he's back there. I was reading, uh, and I said it on the, the live chat yesterday, Mark, uh, Julian hasn't even kicked the ball. Yes. At, at the training ground. He's, he's not near enough to the kind of strengthening kind of uh, training. He's still on very light training. With, uh, you know, more than physiotherapy kind of training, that kind of light training. training. He's, on, like, oh, he's only kind of moved on to the grass, basically. And you just Terence? Hey, indeed, lads, how are you? Oh, thanks mm-hmm. for coming on again, Terence. Nice to speak to you again. You too, lads. Keep them well, I hope. Uh, just before we get out to short, Terence, I just... The sports news kind of broke today that, that Celtic weren't going to let the Rangers fans in for the, the New Year derby. 
are you in favour of that because of what Rangers did to us at the start of the season? They blocked us so totally, or do you think Celtic are doing the right thing here by not letting Rangers fans in? Or is it getting a bit pissy between the two clubs at this stage? Uh, look, it's it's definitely a bit a bit petty between the two clubs. There's no doubt about that. It's always a bit petty, really, isn't it? It is, but I can I can a hundred percent understand and agree with it, Paul, mm-hmm. because there's the there's what was done to the Celtic fans pretty much the last minute in the first derby game. Yeah, when there's, they were promised seven fifty tickets and it was at the last ten of the day before, or kind yeah, of like that the night before, like then there's also the nonsense with Neil Lennon and Chris Sutton. Don't mm-hmm. think that that's been overshadowed. I think they're saying that they can't come in because of security reasons. But, you know, to be honest, the whole the derby itself for me, the whole thing has been taken down by whether it's at Celtic or at Ibrox, the away fans been reduced by so much. I, it, it is like remember growing up, Terence. We used to have the whole end of the stadium at Ibrox, and Rangers fans used to have kind of one end at Celtic Park and. It was just it's a It completely dilutes the game, Paul, because if you're, if Celtic are like when they won 2 0 there a couple of years ago when Johnny Hayes scored a second goal, they're running to 700 fans. It's mm-hmm. completely different if it's 7,000 fans. And listen, not that you like it, but it's vice versa when there's 7,000 of their fans. There's an atmosphere in the ground. There's absolutely mm-hmm. zero, like if there's zero atmosphere if when there's only a a handful of Celtic fans there. And like it all came about because Celtic were continually beating them and beating them and beating them and probably that's, Lee, that's Lee Griffiths. In the head that's Lee, Lee Griffiths right in the head there. Lee Griffiths tying the flag or the scarf on the post. This is this is nothing to do with their fans. No to X X Y or or this is nothing to do with saying, Oh, our season ticket holders want this and that. It's the fact that they just got sick of being beaten in Ibrox and they couldn't see it ending. Like this was, there was never a situation where Rangers were going for their nine or ten in a row that Celtic said, actually, do you know what? We need to reduce their allocation. We need to not have a mass shower of them coming into the parkade. That never, this is just pure pettiness on their behalf. And it snowballed, and you see it with Hearts and Hibs games. You see it with so many games. You watched the, the Hibs game the other night, even going off the point a bit, but you watched the Hibs game the other night. Half the stadium was empty. Why weren't those tickets given to Celtic? You know, and See, I'm, I'm a great believer in that terms. Celtic go to these like smallest clubs. This film, Mark, yeah, and it's revenue. That's what they should do. Just say to their fans. I mean, see if you're going to St Johnston places like. Just say to your fans. See when Celtic and Rangers are coming to town, we want, we need to try and get as much money into the club as we can. So we're going to move these all to this one bit so that we can fill, we can sell the full allocation to these other three bits. I mean, if you're a fan of somebody, as I said, St. Johnson, or even Hibs or that, would you really bother if you're moving your seat for four games a season, knowing well, that I, the club is the club is getting a lot of much-needed money in it for yeah. doing it? And an atmosphere as well, Matt. You're getting a completely different atmosphere. You're getting a full stadium. The guys in charge of the finances in any of these clubs should be... You're getting a full... T- I think saying their terms, because even... I'd say Hibs the other night I think all their fans are at the w- one section the atmosphere that they did make would be improved yeah, as well when they're, when they're together Mark ain't it yeah, right, so right. yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's realistically it's not going to have a massive effect because Celtic had three, three sides of the stadium against Livingston and we still lost so, you know. that was a thing as well but I don't, I don't really don't understand why clubs don't just do that 
but sorry, I know I went off the point a bit, but going back to the, the, the derby, I genuinely think the two clubs should bite the bullet, sit down. There should be, Celtic should have their end in Ibrox and Rangers should have their end in Parkhead. And there should be the seven or 8,000 fans allocation should be back to normal. And I'm surprised that the people, the powers to be in the television don't go, lads, this is nonsense. This is taken away from the game. Because you can't say that it's a, as big a derby as it was five, six, seven, ten years ago. Because the atmosphere made the derby. And, mm-hmm. there's, and as I said, there's, yeah, there's atmosphere there. But if Celtic had beaten Rangers 1-0 or 2-0 at Ibrox at start season, I know they didn't. But if they did, there'd be nothing. It'd be just silent. It'd be like a pre-season friendly. or like the game in COVID. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the same, the same would occur. Touch wood, it doesn't occur. But if Rangers beat Celtic at Parkhead in January, and I, I agree if they shouldn't be allowed in of what's occurred, but if they did, there'd be nothing. There won't be a thief. Like, and it takes away from the game for me personally. But that's it. Mark tells it the thing the head there. Like, it's, like, it's the biggest game in Scotland. All right. And if you're neutral, all right, we say over in America or now with Asia, with, with Ange being involved and Australia and stuff like that. And if you're watching a Celtic and Rangers game for the first time, and you see no way supporters in it. It's only Scottish game, Paul, that's getting watched all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, Celtic supporter groups that all over the world, even people will tune in because it's a Celtic Rangers game. People that, do you know what I mean? Even down in England, that they don't watch a lot of Scottish football, but they'll watch but they'll tune the Derby. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I agree with Terence, it, it, it does become. It just, it's, well, it's not as, because you know, the weird teams have got fans in, but it's just the same as like when Livingston come to Celtic Park, and it's like a wee pocket of fans. Mm-hmm. You hear a wee rumble, I mean, you're, you're not going to hear any rumble, so it's one of the, a bigger advantage. If we go on about how much an advantage it is for Celtic to be playing at home in a full house, it's an advantage. Mm-hmm. To get to, to, in any game, then if you've no away fans to put in any kind of input, it just becomes the atmosphere becomes just all one side. Mm-hmm. I just think it takes so much from the game. I really do. And I, 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 as much as I, as much as we all don't particularly like them, I would love to see them back there for for the atmosphere to be back again. As I said, in Ibrox, they have the seven or eight thousand Celtic fans, and the same in the same in Parkhead have. Maybe see after the the next one at New Year. I think maybe they'll do right. You've done it to us. We've done it to you. Yeah, we'll see, Mark, because we'll like, it, it, it is petty. It's it's really. And who's going to blink first? Yeah, but it's, yeah. In my opinion, Mark, and and Terence his terms said it like it, it's really up to Rangers to to end this like because they started it in well, the first well, place. Do you know what I mean? Why should Celtic, like, we've always seen that, or oh, Celtic are the bigger club and, and stuff like that, or oh, Celtic do, will do the right thing, but it, it, it doesn't really come down to that, like, you know what I mean? Like, why should Celtic let a full range of supporters into well, Celtic Park? Well, probably get on to it when we go into that subject about the Higgins guy getting appointed, but mm-hmm. for once, the actual board's made a decision that kind of suits Celtic fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there is a lot of Celtic fans that will be, or don't let them in, just not, just keep it the way it is. And it lets a lot more fans go to the Derby game. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I want more Celtic fans to get into the derby game, so a lot of the fans will be for it, but I'm not really a great fan yet. So I said, it's just a case of whoever blinks first, and I think, as I said there, after the New Year game, just call it quits and get back to do the status quo as we used to do. Maybe, can the, the Scottish FA do anything about this, man? Can they step in? Like, no, I don't like, think so. No, he's a jewelry dog with the clubs. Like, anyway, yeah. but... Sky could step in eventually because like if you're trying to sell a product, how do you sell a product with oh Celtic and Rangers? There's gonna be fifty thousand, sixty thousand Celtic supporters there. No Rangers. Ibrox, fifty thousand Rangers supporters, no Celtic supporters. How do you sell that product? The whole idea of the Derby match was that side is packed with Celtic, that side is packed with Rangers, the atmosphere is through the roof. Everything's, it's all about the big game, all about one of the biggest derbies in the world. But now you're looking at it saying, oh, this is one of the biggest derbies in the world, right? If you're neutral, you're saying there, Mark, and you're, and you're looking at it from abroad, where are the Celtic supporters or where are the Rangers supporters? Do you know, it doesn't make sense, like. I, ho- I hope the two clubs, and also from a financial point of view, as I, get, as I said, to sell it, the two clubs should use their heads. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting a bit of it's, it's very, it's very childish, Paul. Because yeah. as I said, it takes away, it takes away from the game for me. The atmosphere is good, but when there was vice versa fans, the atmosphere was dynamite. It was just, dynamite. It's, it's not the same, Mark. Glowing no, up. It's, it's, I know it's maybe not the right word, but toxic, toxicity. The actual toxic atmosphere of the game is one of the things that, that well, made that yeah, spectacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outsiders and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, met, I went to I went to one of them and it, it was just unbelievable. And it was it was back obviously it was a, a League Cup quarter final or something. When Sean Maloney scored a screamer from about thirty five yards out, and I was at it. I've never been to anything like it in my life. It was unbelievable, and it was a full allocation. Obviously, back then the Rangers fans. The, Celtic Park was it was rocking. I've never been any to anything like it in my life. So hopefully, common sense prevails and they go back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to to yesterday's game, uh, a missed opportunity to go top the table uh, for Celtic as we join it on with Limston. Uh, there's no old saying if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Uh, we knew that Roderick was injured, so and it had to be changed, but. The big question is, why was Kyogo rested yesterday instead of Gio Camarcus? Uh, before the game, the, the starting lineup was Hart, Radisson, Carter Vickers, Starfield, Jovanovic, Tombin, Beaton, McGregor, Abida, Gio Camarcus, and Yasser. There were three changes from the midweek game against Tibbs, with Beaton, Abida, and Gio Camarcus coming in for the injured Roderick and rested Mickey Johnson and Kyogo. Carter Vickers. Had the most touches at 128 with Beaton and Radisson. Uh, Beaton on 133 and Radisson on 138. Our right hand side was most effective in, in attacks at 36, 36% with 32% on the left and 32% through the middle. A lot of the attacks were through the centre in this game, even though we had loads of crosses in the game through the right hand side through Radisson. Our possession was 85%. Celtic's pass rate was 7,799 with a 91% accuracy. Celtic had 16 shots on targets, uh, shots on goal with two on targets. Nielsen had two shots on goal with none on targets. That's three games 
out of the last four where Celtic's opponents had no shots and targets against Joe Hart. Celtic won 71% of able Jews and 33% tackles. Terence, I'll come to you first. A frustrating yeah. game again for Celtic yesterday. Like, we, we continue to struggle against a team who who sit back or or think like, what is it with with this system that and just that, that we can't break it down or what's happening there? It's it's hard to call, but I I I could understand and starting uh, Jackie yesterday ahead of ahead of ahead uh, of Kyogo, just for the simple fact that like like Livingston are just awful to watch. They're just awful to watch, and I know people will come out and say, well, they do the right thing. Well, <laughs> It was keeper was fella was taking about a minute to throw in a take a throw and the keeper was taking forever to kick out the ball and free kick and the, the fella had come up with it was just awful to watch. But sorry, the, I can understand Jacko Starr and Paul because that because I'd say Ange thought in the last two games we played against them, Celtic have crossed over eighty balls. They've crossed over eighty balls and obviously whether they were good or bad, neither here nor there. He probably said to himself, They sit so deep the idea of Kyogo making runs in behind them, their centre their centre back is nearly beside the keeper. Like they literally the the only time they get over the halfway line is when they change at half time. That's the only way to change halves, like because they literally just sit there and they just go not moving, not moving, not moving, not moving. And unfortunately, Jack would just always seem to get caught the wrong side of the defender. He never seemed to get himself in ahead of the guy. And you know, I just, I just think we were, we didn't have a cutting edge yesterday. You could, you could really, Rogic missing big time yesterday. You know, with his, he was a lot more creative over the last few games. And I, I just think it was one of those games that they were just trying and trying and trying. And no matter what happened, it just wasn't happening. I know you're going to get onto the main point that uh, further into it, like, but yeah, it was just like it, I was looking at it there. He said in the two games the Celtic have played against eighty-one uh, cross. Yeah, again, yeah, eight against Livingston. In the two games, they've had like a hundred and sixty-four percent possession of the mm-hmm. team, and they've Livingston the thirty-six. Like, and over the two games, Livingston have won one nil. Like, it's crazy. Like, they've lost. Like, they're it, it's a team that's in twelfth, or they've twelve points in the league, and they've won five of them against Celtic. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's unbelievable. Like, I think Mark, like Terence hit the the team there, like. When the starting lineup came out, Mark, and I, I said the same thing to you, I can see why he's starting Gia Marcus because of the physique of of Limston, the way they play, and as Terence said, Celtic's cross cross rate against Limston. But the fact is, like two goals on on target, Mark, we did trouble their keeper yesterday. Something is is lacking here. I mean, even I said, as I said on the live chat yesterday, Paul, I, I thought it was going to take like a worldly, like a, I don't know if I've done player ratings. I've mentioned it in that with Turnbull. Mm-hmm. Turnbull kind of, if if it 
there's chances for Turnbull to have a dig for you outside the box and he never seemed to take them. And I, I think that was missing for the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I think if we were taking the kind of shots, we were maybe made a chance of getting a breakthrough. See, maybe Ange Todd Dunbar maybe cut that out to shot that he had last season, you know? I, I really wouldn't like to think so. You know? Uh, because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, Turnbull, he'll maybe score maybe one out of five of them. He's not like going to, I don't think, like Ryan Christie or that. I don't think he's going to be the type of player that's the a touch and shoot. Mm-hmm. It's more a case of if he thinks he's got a chance to do that, we'll go for it. Especially mm-hmm. when we're sitting there, nothing each against a, a, a ten-man defence and a goalkeeper. Really, basically, it was. Mm-hmm. So when I was looking uh, through the match lines that Mark and the last few games, Mark, you were saying that. Or a lot of our possession seemed to come down the left with, with, with Yasa. All right. And yeah, the, I noticed you saying that. I noticed you saying that. Paul, I caught my ear when you said that it was all down the right hand yesterday. Yeah, boss. But Yota played down the right hand for safe Yeah, but before that, the last the last two games, all right. The last two games, and especially yesterday, Jovanovic wasn't overlapping Yasa. Any time Yasser was out in the ring, Ivanovic was in a defensive position, never overlapped him. That's why a lot of our players started coming down the right-hand side with Radisson, because Radisson kept overlapping Abida, he kept overlapping Yasser. Now, we criticised Lenin numerous times last season about playing players out of position. All right? Now, they, I, I'm not having a a DKR and not having a thing, but we have four players in our left back position. One who I know who's injured, we have Taylor injured, but we have Bolongoli, we have Scales, and we've Montgomery. All fit players. And we're playing Ivanovic, who's not natural. So I know he can play the mark and he defends well and, and, and stuff like that, but he's, it's not his natural position. So that's why he's not overlapping as much as he did on the right-hand side. What, what's happening? That it, it's, it's really becoming a big problem at the moment, uh, the left-hand side of defence. You know? Paul, I don't really... I've spoke about it before. I think if you can play as a left-back, you can play as a right-back as long as you're comfortable with the ball at either foot. You're doing the same job just on the other side of the park. But he's not, Mark. But he's not. Since he's on the left mark, or the last two games since Savanovic has come into the left hand side, or or or, tar, or or main strength has actually been shifted to the right in the last two games. That's our strength is on the right hand side. Mickey Johnson. Maybe that's because Tony Rolston's playing so well. Mm-hmm. We don't hear Savanovic playing so bad. You know, it's it, but is it due to the fact, Mark, that when Montgomery was there, Montgomery was overlapping Yasa? Providing that space for Yasha then to cut in with the ball, that Montgomery dragged the player out, and that was leaving Yasha more space to put crosses in from the left hand side. You see where I'm getting at? I know where you're coming from. You know, because you you could see it, Mark. It, 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 it was plain obvious the last couple of games 
when Montgomery was playing, all our play was coming, you, you said it yourself, it was coming down the left-hand side with Yasha, and we were saying, but what's happening with Abidar? Do you know what I mean? But, but that was because maybe Montgomery was providing that extra man for Yasha to open up a bit of space. Like, because when you looked at Yasha yesterday, he was more central, really, than out in, out in the left. You know? Because the ball really wasn't going out to left. It was all kind of through the centre or it was through the right-hand side. So Yasser was coming in. There was, there was really no attack from the left-hand side yesterday. You know? You see, Paul, if you're, if you're, if you're not a left-footed player and you're on the left side and say you ran... You ran you're going to have to cut in to cut the ball. You're, every time they got the ball yesterday, they turned in. Every time. If, mm-hmm. Even in the even when Mikey, when Mikey Johnson was there, every single time he got the ball, it was... It was cut back in, or or majority of times passed back. If the reason, obviously, the Ivanovic isn't going to overlap, is because I'm assuming he doesn't have as obviously he doesn't have a strong left leg. Because, so, yeah. like, when Montgomery is there, he's naturally on his left side. So when the ball is played to him, he can take a touch and he can whip it. Or if it's balling goalie, he can hit whip it in. If you're naturally a right a right footed player and you're not, you don't really use your left leg. You can't really overlap because as soon as you get the ball, you stop, you have to turn and you have to go back onto your right side. So it, it, to me, it takes it, it takes away from it. So that's probably a, a telling factor as to why there's not the overlap from fullback if you've got a right that's, yeah, but that's, the that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, there's seriously something up with Ange at the moment like that. Does he not race Montgomery scales or Borongoli? That he has well, to play Jovanovic out of his actual position, Terence. You know. Well, the only thing is we've all raved about about Janovic's, his play so far. He has been excellent, but I get your point. I would say Montgomery, he's just given a break to Balingali. God, he's made a couple, a couple of errors. Montgomery, I said the other week, I thought it was yeah. right to take him. He just took out the line about. Yeah, he just took him out of the line. Like give him, a, give him a bit of a break. He'll bring him back in. As a Balangoli, I don't know. Scales, it's a mystery. He doesn't seem to be. He doesn't seem to be in the picture at all. And the fact that Celtic were linked with this, this, uh, the Derby fella, the Derby fullback, yeah, Bucking or Bucking man, there he's a left. Uh, he's a fullback, left full. So they've been linked with him, and there's talks about that. So I mean, if he comes in, definitely you can't see no chance of Liam Scales coming on. But I, I do get your point, Paul, because to me, yesterday, they always on the left-hand side. As soon as the ball came out, it was stopped and the player was cutting back in every single time. And I'm sure the Livingston defenders were loving it because they knew this guy isn't going to go down the left. He's always going to cut in. Whereas in fairness to Ralston, when he was on, when he's on the right, he overlaps continuously, continuously, continuously. He always gives the option to the winger. He always does. It's on the left-hand side. is a bit of a struggle. Would you drop Ralston if he... Juranovic at right back. How can we you talk about that before? We have to talk for Terry. You can't drop. You can't drop Ralston no, on his form. He, has, he, ha- he hasn't. He hasn't done anything wrong. But the problem is, you either say to some, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to have to put Yaricek on the bench and put a genuine left-sided player on left left back, whether it be Montgomery or whatever, and say to, okay, if the game isn't going, I might have to bring him on. Because Ralston's probably been the best player Celtic have had this season. 
uh, in the UEFA squad, like, you know what I mean? And then he seems to kind of drop back out, then altogether. Maybe it's down to attitude, though. Yeah, we don't. I'm that's what I'm saying. We've seen about Ralston, his attitude. We're saying Taylor's got that attitude, but couldn't he work Angie's system, whereas Ball and Golly could work the system, but didn't he have that kind of attitude and approach? Mm-hmm. So, as Terence stated there, uh, of the, the two games against Limston, we had 81 crosses of the two games with no goals. And I was putting this down to well, when, I, when I was looking at kind of on, on YouTube there yesterday, Ange at Yokohama, Yokohama Ange, Ange Ball, for me at the moment, isn't working at Celtic. Uh, the reason because over the two games, now I, I know people are, are raving about Rodjack and his skills and, and his stuff like that, but yesterday, Tornville and McGregor were basically practically nearly level with Beacon when the crosses were coming into the box. And once these, these players like Tornville, McGregor, I mean, if it's Roger, these players have to be up level with the, with the wingers, you know, and, and they're not getting there. Do you get me? You know, they're not moving, we say, into more advanced positions that, that they should be. Like, we had the likes of Lampard for, and he's playing this. He was in the wrong the box, scoring goals in, in the wrong the box. Like, when have we seen the likes of Torbill, McGregor, Roger in the box? And, the amount of crosses going in yesterday and every single Celtic player behind the ball. You know, what what you say to that, Mark? Well, I know what, I know what you're meaning. I mean, if you watch, Yoka, if you I watch. Know, I mean, McGregor used to do it. Yeah, I think what you're saying, like Frank Lampard, Paul Scholes, yeah. Paul McStay, arriving at the edge of the box and getting knockdowns and things like that. McGregor used to do that, and well, Turnbull keep, as I said earlier, we know he can have a ping at the goal, but as, I know, I do, I know what you're saying, Paul. I'm trying to when you watch Mark, right? I, I turned to you on the podcast when, when I mentioned this for the key that, that he was key to Ange Ball in Yokohama when Ange Ball me. All he did was just sit behind, didn't move forward, and there was no one with him. All right, and I said in the live chat yesterday, Mark, but. That's position that Bison was doing. He was staying behind the play. Well, as the play went on, McGregor started slipping back more. Kind of practically level with Bison. When that's, that's really not the way Ange wants his attacking midfielders to be. Like, they should be up more. No, we, get me? We, we beat on we in the team. McGregor so should McGregor, be there. McGregor's replacing what Rogic was doing yeah. further up the park. I know what you're meaning. He was he kept drifting back, being too, too deep. You know, and this forced the habit though as well, Paul, because he's yeah, like that's like saying that he was played in that position for so long. Is it just because that he's so used to kind of dropping back now that he was slipping back? You know, maybe now he's the main man. He thinks he, even though he's meant to be a wee bit more attacking, but he still feels as if it's his job to come deep and start moving mm-hmm. off. Well, he's, deli- he's probably thinking as well, though, lads, that, okay, Turnbull isn't going to be flying back here. When Rogic is playing, I know he's a- McGregor sits a bit more, but 
he's not going to be flying back to make the tackles. Maybe but this is more this is more kind of criticism of really like this is Talbot's natural position. Do you get me? And he's never really in the box, is he? You know, he would he wouldn't strike you as the most as speedy, mobile type guy. I know he, you know he. I know he gets around the park, and he's he he's a, he's a good passer, and he's he's decent on the ball. But he doesn't he doesn't he never strikes me as a as a guy who's going to be fly, flying up the field and flying back down the field. He always seems to, you know, he in the games I've watched him, he he would always struggle to get back when Celtic lose the ball. So I, 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 I throw that back today, so Terence, in 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 like Joe Tomlin not actually fit. The way Ange wants to play, uh, if he's too too slow to get back, of if he's too slow to to move forward, because as we can see, Ange wants to play fast football. Do you get me? Is is well, is, is too slow to for for this move that are the balls going into the the ball in, into the box too fast, and Tomble's not able to get in there? You know, because when you looked at yesterday, like the crosses, really, uh, as you said there, like at the start, Terence, like. G. G. Camarcus couldn't get beyond his man. Uh, we, we thought the reason Andrew was putting him in was because against St. Johnston he got his first goal. He was he was there. He saw the flight of the ball, but but yesterday he he couldn't get the flight of the ball at all. He he was constantly behind the man. Like it was like every Celtic player when the crosses like Radisson put in some great crosses yesterday. Like like any striker's dream would like if. Gary Hooper, for instance, when he was playing with Celtic, Mark, he would have loved those crosses yesterday coming into that box. Well, maybe it's just any sharpness of that, Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it didn't show the best yesterday whatsoever, but uh, I know we're going to talk about another thing later on, but uh, I just, what you're saying, Paul, there was, there was a, a lot of good balls going into the left side and everything yeah, as well. Yeah, there's some, like, there was Buttes of crosses Mark went into that box yesterday. Like and at times it, it was only Jim G in the box. Do you know what I mean? To get my point, like the uh, things uh, even, even if he, even if he got up me. if yeah. he got up to win the ball, there's nobody there for the second chance. I yeah. know what you're meaning. You know, like a head of down, Mark, or even a block by the keeper, like there was no like that's what I'm saying, like the likes of Tomball and like I know Roger wasn't playing yesterday, but it, it's been happening over the last couple of games and, and I've noticed it like we have no one in the box when these balls are going in there's no one in there to pick up the second ball it's like when, when Kyle that's goes, back to what I've said about where I would see Kyogo playing Paul mm-hmm. that kind of second striker number 10 whatever you want to call it but yeah. that's where I, could, I would see him fitting into your team mm-hmm. You know, if you look, if you look how many, and I can't think now, but Mono Yi might be able to, like, we don't score headers. No, we don't score any headers. The only he- the only headed goal I can think this year so far is Stephen Welsh from a short corner. No, Austin another week. Oh, well, sorry, Tony Ralston against Hibbs from the free kick. But in 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 open in open play, I don't think we scored uh, from a headed ball from across. No, I, 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 I,
that's probably why I McGregor mean, does well I don't say why he doesn't go forward he should go forward I, I know what you're saying for the breaking ball but McGregor's probably never going to win ahead of the fact that Livingston have probably six seven guys defending every time in the cross but you're there to, to pick up the scraps I agree with you that they should be they should be following up Paul definitely to, to win the second ball and and I'm surprised it's like Mark alluded to a while ago I'm surprised that Celtic didn't say to themselves look lads we need to have a few pot shots because even if it's on target the keeper could spill it you could you know rebound something like that but I was I was like what Mark said a while ago I was very surprised the amount of times I thought Turnbull was going to let fly and they passed it out to the left or passed it out to the right Livingston like just sat there and the only time I saw Turnbull really take a shot yesterday and I was wondering why he took it there, there, there was times when I thought he needed to take a shot and he didn't and when he did take a shot there was about three or four Livingston players around him you know like our decision making seems to be I don't know like has Ange maybe told them I can't even remember who it was, but they were talking about all this like passing to the side and things like that, and they were kind of sticking up for it and saying that's the way you're trying to break down these teams that defend the way that they do. You're passing it about hoping that somebody slips up. But you're going to need a player like. You shouldn't rely on that. No, but Mark. To do that, to play the ball from side to side, or this is the way to break down the Livingston team, you're going to need Kyogo, who, who's moving across that front line to, to maybe make that space, aren't you? But, but even at that, Paul, the way you beat teams like Livingston as even get the ball and run at them. Mm-hmm. It's like getting Yota in the box and things like that, dribbling the ball. They're sort of, well, we're not, we've got to talk about penalties, but then you're getting the chance for set pieces, free kicks, and the things like that, and it mix it up a bit. Try to take the ball on and try and beat your man and get in the box, or try and make a bit of space and get to Turnbull. We have a long term, a long distance. Exactly, because the space is going to be there, Mark. We need to have a shot into it. It's just meaningless, meaningless passing a lot of the time, and I know it looks good, and we're matching all these big only ones that really matters Mark around at the end of the day though didn't they you could have all these it doesn't matter nothing each against Livingston at Celtic Park I don't do you guys think I don't think the ball was moved as quickly as the last two or three games I thought it was a bit Lennon yeah I thought it was kind of very like knee Lennon and I've noticed that a lot this season as well, well as that, when we're playing against teams who, who have 11 men to get the ball, is it the player themselves that, that played the way Neil Lennon played, Mark? Or, you know, it, it kind of goes that way, doesn't it? I just thought, I just thought it was very, very, way, a lot slower than it, say, to, you watch the Hibs game during the week and even the Motherwell game. The, like, no, fair enough, you have two other teams that are looking to play football as well compared to the team yesterday. But all the more reason to move it a lot, a lot quicker, a lot, a lot more first-time passes, and you know, trying to open up space. I just thought every time it was kind of a pass, it was a slow pass, and Livingston just moved across to the left, or moved across to the right, moved across to the left. It was there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount of in, in, incisive passing going on. That it was quick bang, 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 and 
you know, all of a sudden it was real speed. I just thought it was a little bit slower. That was only, again, my opinion. I just thought it was a little bit slower than the last couple of games. He, Ange Vormark seems to kind of struggle against teams who kind of sit back at the moment. Like uh, I was thinking that yesterday, Paul. You know, like, we seem to struggle against teams that are sitting back and back in their defence. So, so, I mean, I don't know that much about Japanese football, but, I, but the teams set up like that over there. I mean, they'll see that. I'd see that as a bit of an embarrassment to the way they look on their sport and things like that. Like, like I'm looking, and I was looking at on Ange in Yokohama, and as Terence said there, it was all about speed. You know, it was about speed, moving the ball fast, not this two touches or thing. It was all just quick moving. Do you know what I mean? The ball was just moving fast, fast, fast. And Terence is right there. Like, it was kind of pedestrian, like yesterday. You know what I mean? It, it, it was going back to, to last season, moving the ball slowly, passing the ball back. Do you know what I mean? And that's not the way Ange wants his player. Like, and, I, and, and I don't know why. It always kind of reverts to that way, like like that that when when we play against these teams, like is it the players? Is it the players? They're making a mistake. You know, yeah. We're we're waiting in the opposition making a mistake rather than us making us dominating. Did you get what I mean? When see us putting myself on name, we're waiting and them doing something wrong to give us a break. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking, we're not looking for Morrisite. That's no. the problem. We're not looking for a little bit of quality to come from us. We're looking for a bad mistake coming yeah. from them. Well, I'm we, need, that's better, we, need to look, we need to look at the quality coming from Morrisite as opposed to going, I hope that defender slips. I hope he misses the bounce of the ball. I hope mm-hmm. he misses that. You know, we have too much quality in the team to be relying on the opposition to make a silly mistake. We should be good enough to be able to expose, like, with the greatest respect to them, they're playing for Livingston for a reason. The boys are playing for Celtic for a reason. The boys playing for Celtic are a higher quality and a higher skill set than them. They should be able, with the qualities that they have, to open up the Livingston defence and provide chances for who's ever up front, whether it's up front or midfield. And that, this, and that is seriously lacking in the two games. This is my... Even we spoke about it as well, we set pieces. I mean, I, I don't want to rely on beating Livingston with a set piece, but it's still a, a win. And my set pieces have been really, really poor for... And again, that goes back to Lennon's, probably even Rogers' time. Mm-hmm. We just don't seem to have any... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I, I mean, does it work on set pieces or is it just hopeful crosses into the box? But, but the thing I don't understand, Mark, is we all know that Celtic aren't the tallest team. We all have agreed with that tons of times. Yet, we do a short corner. It's just one of the stats. I can't think of the game. I know Stephen Welsh scored, but it was one, it could have been Dundee or something like that. But we do a quick short corner. Kyogre flies out. They're caught rotten. He whips in the ball. Stephen Welsh gets the run on his man, and he heads it in. Why, if Celtic, if, if we're struggling for corners and set pieces, especially corners, because we don't have the height, why aren't Celtic trying to do a quick corner? You know, drag it in, and all of a sudden... We've got, no, we've no, got, I'm not a big fan of these short corners. I understand mm-hmm. that. But, it's, but a, if, it's a free cross into the box. You take a free cross, surely. I, I, that's, that's fair enough, but if, what I'm trying to say, Mark, is if, if, you're, if you've had umpteen corners from normal corners and we haven't scored, God knows, I can't remember, I don't know if you can remember from a corner, if we can't score... Why not try change it up? Even if it's the case that someone decides, do you know what, a training ground one, if it's Turnbull, and he he whips in a, a, a low one out to McGregor at the edge of the box to have a have a pop, something different. Uh, I know what you mean. I I'm just I'm just saying I'm not a great fan of the just short corners, but I know what you mean. We just mix things up, vary a bit, and try and catch. catch my, the fat, in the back my, my fat would catch the wind more than Turnbull would cross that ball. That's the honest truth, lads. And, and I'm How is he going to basically giving Turnbull's massive criticism t- tonight, like because I feel he offered nothing yesterday. You know, nothing. I I I I, I I've been watching him the last couple of weeks, and we, we can't really say Turnbull like his consistency with him and, and, and stuff like that. And I think if we signed uh, Mida. In, in January, this, the, the Japanese from Yokohama, that he would would start up front and Kyogo would, would, would play behind him. And one player I would take out of the team would be Tomlin because I think he's just lacking. Terence stated there is pace. He, he's lacking seriously pace to, to, to face Andrew's system. You know, that's just me. And, I, and I've been watching Tomlin close, you know, the last couple of weeks and He's often nothing like, you know, he's like, there were times yesterday that I felt he needed to pass the ball and, and he didn't pass the ball or, or taking a shot when there was four Limston players around him. You know, he can't tackle, won't tackle, doesn't put in the high press that Ange wants. You know, we're going on to both himself and Roger can't play together, but when Roger stopped, wasn't playing yesterday, I didn't see no difference in Turnbull other than his other games, you know? No, I'd agree with, I'd agree with you there, Paul. I, I've done enough moaning about Rogic and Turbo playing in the same team, but I didn't see any improvement in him. You know, it's just... I you know, know, you know he, I think last season, like, we we were saying, why is Christie taking uh, the corner of Turnbull's shirt? But Turnbull has gone backwards this, this in my opinion, this season he's gone. Is he not up for it? And just system or something like that. One hundred and six games he's played. One hundred and six 
Turnbull. But he's, he, I agree, Paul. He's cross, but he's he's crossing last when he was last year, free kicks and corners and that. I I was certainly thinking he like he he was very very impressive. Mm-hmm. But for whatever it is this season, there, there seems to be there seems to be some I don't know some trait going in there, and Christ used to do it as well, where all of a sudden it's impossible to beat the first man. And the first man might be my height, which is about five foot five. And for some reason, they still can't seem to beat the guy with the, with the ball. I, Turnbull's crossing has... No, again, I, people are going to say, well, he did whip in the ball for Ralston the other night for the, the corner or for the free kick. It was a beautiful cross, but it's not done frequently enough. And he, he was... Last year, he he used to... His delivery was so much better. I don't know. Distribution, Terrence, was, was, yeah. was, was one you know, of the best in the team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were saying, like... Why is Christie taking the free kicks? Why isn't Tomble taking them? But now Tomble can't even beat the first man. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I don't know whether it's a case that they, they seem to think that they need to have this whipping ball in all the time as opposed to just putting a good curling ball in, putting it, putting it in a dangerous position. And if you put it in there, you expect your, your, your teammates to, to attack it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's a, it's a, like, it's a at the start of the season, we were saying... Our defence, like this, our, our attack seems to be great. It seems to be clicking and stuff like that. And the weak link was defence, but it, it seems to kind of, kind of turn around the opposite mark, hasn't it? Like that. Oh, it's, like, it's only one. It's only one game. Oh yeah, I'd be agreeing with you there. Like it's only, it's only the game. But no, I mean, no. But this is going on the last couple. No, but this is going on. If you watch games back, Mark, like it's, it's, it's been going on. The last couple of weeks, like that, the forwards are us kind of lacking something. Do you get me? There's something yeah, we, were winning, we were winning games and said we should have even won games with a lot more. But fair enough. But just because we do with Livingston yesterday, I'm doing this. Not a disaster, really. Well, I <laughs> think I think the likes. I think teams teams like Livingston identify that Celtic aren't good in the air. And you've seen it. We've seen it in, in in a couple of games like that. Give oh, them the ball. Give, do, give do, them the ball up Do you think, Terence, that maybe teams like Livingston have sussed out the way Ange plays? I wouldn't necessarily say it's sussed out. I just say, as I said, apart from the Anthony, the, the Anthony Ralston header the other night from the free kick and the short corner that led to Stephen Welch. Take consider their two set plays. I can't recall a score and a goal from a header, I, from a headed play during the season. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure someone will on the live chat or anything like that. Teams like Livingston have probably said, you know what, we'll let them have the ball in the wide positions, because they've done it all last year as well. Teams done it. They said, let Celtic have the ball in the wide positions. We'll defend all day. We'll defend our uh, box. That's spot on. I don't think it. And I think but, Livingston have looked at that and they've said, let them have the ball. We'll head it. We'll head back the defence and let yeah. them try and work their way through. Yeah, we'll let him try. And if they want to cross, we'll head it all day long. We'll head it all day long, and that's what they've done. And 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 even this at the start, it's really a, a, a defender's dream, isn't it? Like if you beat defenders having crosses into the box and Celtic not being the biggest team either, Terence, like they're going to take these balls like day and night, aren't they? You know, it's a day. They'd, they'd, they'd eat them like a fat person eats McDonald's. It'd be gone mm-hmm. like that in two seconds. You know what I mean? You know so what I mean? <laughs> the, the main talking point of, of yesterday's game, of course, uh, was the penalty and Angie's decision 
the, the change penalty taker before the game. Jovanovic took two penalties, scored two penalties. Uh, when Celtic were awarded a penalty in the dying moments of yesterday, every Celtic supporter was looking to Jovanovic to place the ball, but upstairs Giamakis and missed. Uh, now, I've been looking at the penalty over and over again, and, and I don't know if any of you have noticed this, but if you look back in the penalty, before the penalty was taken, Livingston keeper was off the line. All right, hence, he narrowed the angle and made the goal smaller. So it was actually an advantage for the keeper. All right, and if you look back at the penalty again, Livingston's number five defender was actually in the box running already, even before G. Marcus ran to take the penalty. He was in the box on level par with Bobby Madden. All right, now Madden's looking at the defender running into the box, linesman is looking at the keeper practically off his line. All right? Now, Madden and this linesman, a couple of weeks back, did the Mudwell and St. Mirren game. St. Mirren got a penalty. They missed. Linesman flagged. Keeper was off his line. Hence, the free kick was retaken. Now, <laughs> I'm looking back, like, you're, you're, you're looking into... Poor refereeing and consistency of, of, of decisions. Like, but it, if you see it, like it's nice and day that the keeper was fucking about ten yards off his fucking line. You know, and you take notice of that. Well, you see the keeper move a bit, all right, Paul. But no, that, if you slow like, down, he's actually that, way off it, Terence. Way off that, the line. That, that's fair enough, but it's still a dreadful penalty. No, like I mean. It's 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 a dreadful penalty. But let me let me flip let me flip it around, and I understand where you're coming from. If that was the team from the other side of the city, and that happened, and he saved it, and it was retaken, we'd be screaming blue murder. We'd all be going, ah, oh, here we go again. They're getting every break under the sun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing what you're saying by any stretch of the imagination. But I I I, I think Jim Atkins's penalty was so bad. I think regardless if the keeper moved as much as he did or didn't move, and I, I've seen one of the other uh, Livingston fellas, it was clear enough that he was a couple of yards in the box before he struck it, and I agree with you there. But I just a really poor penalty, but, to be honest. But I was looking then to why was Andrew's decision maybe to switch penalty takers, all right? So G. Marcus took 12 penalties last season. He scored nine, he missed three. Seventy-five percent accuracy. Ivanovic hasn't actually taken penalties, and he was only taking them in training. And he scored three penalties out of four in training, and that's why he started to take penalties. This is only just for Celtic. He didn't take penalties for Lega Warsaw. He didn't take penalties for Croatia or, or any team he was with. So. It, it, it was a big decision, Mark, by Ange to change penalty taker, considering Ivanovic took two and scored two. What was it? But be Ange being a man, Mark, who likes data and stuff like that, can you see the reason maybe why he switched it over to, to Jacob Marcus? Not, to be honest, no, Paul. I mean, if Ivanovic had got missed that yesterday, everybody would have been saying why Jacob Marcus not taking it. Mm-hmm. It's just, the guy missed a penalty, just, and as we've read for after that, 
it was agreed that Giacomakis was the penalty mm-hmm. taker. And if he was known in the park, it was going to be your anniversary, sir. That's what it is, and he missed it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, the decision was taken based on G. Marcus being the out and out penalty taker. Do you get me? They took 12 marks, scored yeah, nine. Like, that's a good buzz, record. Buzz just like, joined, joined the live chat. He was putting up on the earlier on the stats about Giacomacci's penalty taking in Holland and things like that. I mean, I agree with Terence, it was a terrible, terrible penalty. And I I know what you're saying as well, Paul. But what Paul I'm looking at, yeah, but, that, but, but really, but, and, I'm, and I'm looking back on it like, if the key was on the line, Mark, like, you can't get that ball. Why we're talking about the letter of the law? You don't, yeah. Fair dues, it was a penalty. But Kyogo, he made a bit of a meal out of it, didn't he? Let's be kid. I mean... He went down he very... Is, I mean, we're, we're going on about that incident at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. The Rangers player and the Hearts player when they kind of grabbed each other and only got, only got a yellow card. But if you raise your hands, aye, it's a, it's a red card and if it's in the box, not a penalty. But I thought Kyogo didn't, didn't need to react the way he did. The ref had obviously seen it or the lineman had obviously seen it. So... Mm-hmm. Of course, we, we know the result today, and we're not going to dwell on that, but, Mark, yes, there was really a chance for Celtic to to put pressure on Rangers, with Rangers not playing until Sunday and Celtic playing on Saturday. It, it was a real missed opportunity yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Definitely, Paul. Was, I mean, we everybody really thought it was a, a formality. I mean, we keep saying it every week. See, as long as we win every game, we'll be happy. But everybody yesterday, everybody was talking, I'll be 3 or 4 nothing, And then as it was getting on, we were like, just give a goal here, for God's sake. And then when we did get the penalty, we thought we were going to steal it at the end. But Did maybe, maybe, Mark, that could make like some teams there. The, the, they're winning so much and stuff like that. Did, did maybe com, complaints come into Celtic yesterday? That did they did they maybe take this game for granted or or anything like that? You think against Livingston? You know, I don't. I don't think Ange is that type of manager that would let the players approach any game like that, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think to be honest, I mean, they'd be fair to Livingston. They turned up in the job that they set out today. They done it well. But that's what what, what? So we've started podcast, Paul. These well drilled defensive teams. But that marked uh, having the, the bonus of having Jonas on the podcast with us because Jonas said it like any of the bottom teams like to get a result against Celtic or Rangers, uh, uh, any any kind of result, a point or win, uh, it, it's a bonus for him. Like and and you can't point even the players you can't fault them for what they're doing like you know what I mean no, they're they, they no, just for points as well and it's up to Celtic to break them down isn't it I mean Paul that, Paul, that point yesterday could be the difference between getting relegated and no for Livingston come the end of the season mm-hmm. so it's no good to watch and we can moan about having to watch it and, as again well, but this like these types of games go on in every league do you know what I mean the, I always and I, and, I, and, I, and I constantly say it like I believe it's harder to play the teams down the bottom 
scrapping for the points because they're prepared to do the dirty work to get that point. And uh, and we saw that with with Limston, like they're prepared to do that, Mark, like hang out for ninety minutes. But it's belittling any player of that. It's, I mean, the Livingston players have went away home last night and they've been delighted to come back for Celtic Park with a point. Had a wee, no, I mean, a wee party in that. That was just as good as a win, really, to them. Just getting back for Celtic Park with a draw. Mm-hmm. Terrence, it, it was wanted for, I think, every Celtic fan yesterday, including yourself, uh, being, being on the forum and stuff like that, reading your post, like, it, they, we were, we were pissed off, like, yesterday, weren't we? Stalker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. It was, it was, it was, it was so annoying to watch. It was just, and it's like, it's like Mark said, you're there and you're going, okay, now, in these games, you just, you just need an early goal against them. If you can get the early goal against them, that's when it can turn into three or four, or maybe a five nil. But that's it, why it's important to get an early goal against them. Oh, is That's what I'm saying. Open them up, isn't it? Then turn into. Yeah. Well, because they have to then come out. As long as it stays nil nil, they're not coming out, and then it gets a little bit longer, and then it gets a little bit longer, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh God, we're into the last ten minutes. Oh please God, please let it, please let it be anything a a ricochet, an own goal, anything. But like you're looking at, as I said, you're talking about, and these are, but these are games that go a long way to winning league matches or league titles as well. I mean, we've, they, Livingston have twelve points this so so far this this campaign, and they've got four of them off Celtic. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I mean, like we're we're four points behind the league leaders now. I think it is. So do you know? I mean, that's you know, it's it's fi- very fine margins. But it makes a huge difference when it comes down to to the final tally at, at the end of the day. And it's, as I said, I don't particularly like watching the, those teams. But done, it, I mean, we've done this to teams in Europe. See what Livingston and the oh, teams coming to Celtic. I agree. We, we done it. We done we've it. Done it as done, well. We done you it. Know what I mean, we went and defended with our lives. We done it to mm-hmm. Barcelona. It's the famous game where Celtic had basically didn't have a ball. And managed to win two one, but I I I, I understand I understand Mark I understand where you're coming from. And then maybe you're being when Brendan Rodgers went toe to toe with PSG in Barcelona because we took a tavern. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, I agree with you, but I suppose what I what I'm trying to say is you we know before the game, even the balls even kicked what Livingston were going to do, and I it's just I suppose it's just frustration because when it was going to be the first time in over a year that Celtic. If they won, would have been top of the top of the table. That would have just given given like, the players uh, a little bit of a psychological. Fuff, fuff, yeah, it, it's like mind games, Terence, isn't it? Like, oh, it's complete. You know what I mean? Like, put pressure on Rangers and see how they can handle that. Then with Celtic winning, Celtic on top of the table. That's what it's about. Like, and that's why it was a huge, a huge filter, Paul. But yeah. as, soon, as soon as the match finished, nil all. It, their team talk was done for today. Yeah, Rangers team talk was done for today. They didn't. They didn't need a team talk. If Celtic mm-hmm. had won, it would have put a bit of pressure on them. It would have squeezed it. And it's just you'd have people going. And I know it's still early days, but you'd have people going. Oh, it's the first real. T- it was the first test Celtic had. Mm-hmm. No one going top of the table, and they blew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, like that, like. moving on from yesterday's game. Of course, we have another Europa League tie in midweek and tied against Ferrara. Celtic met. 
these opponents two weeks ago with Celtic won 2 0 with Kyogre and a known goal. Uh, Mark, we looked pretty comfortable against them again two weeks ago, but do you think maybe it's going to be a different game with with, with Fedegas being at home and having their home fans? Or is it going to be a difficult night for Celtic to take out? Do you think we should come out comfortable on, on, on the night? I think it'll be a difficult pull, but I think mm-hmm. we'll still come out in top. But I really, I can't, I can't see he's going to order losing. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, Terry's the main questions for for Ange to, to think about is we know Starfield knows he's going to be out. Um, Bison slipped back into the the back oh, line. Go thing, to be Stephen Wills, yeah, please. It's yeah, to be Stephen Wills. The big question mark, isn't it? You know, it has has to be has to be Stephen Welsh, Paul, because because look, Beaton was Beaton was in the the sitting role. You know what I mean? He he may still play Beaton. And to be to be fair, like I I gave Beaton criticism uh, for for playing in the back line, and it's it's no fault to Beaton because he wasn't playing. He's not an absolute defender, Mark. since Beaton, Mark, and and yesterday and. And when I saw him playing in these defensive midfield one, and I sent a live chat yesterday, Mark, Bison's the only one at the club at the moment who actually fits that system, sitting in that road, passing the but ball. It seemed to have, it seemed to have kind of no naturally to remark or something. Get really it? get forgot about that he was a the CDM, and for me he's a good enough CDM for Celtic. Yeah, playing in that position, I've got no problems at all with Beaton, but playing as a centre back, forget it. Yeah. You know, but you know, you know, you know, as a holding midfielder, he's going to do the job. He's not the guy that's going to go marauding up the pitch. He's going to be that guy that's just going to sit there. He he kind of like, in a sense, he kind of ambles around the field, but he's he reads the game well. I was just he's, going to say that. So, where you read the game, he's not yeah. the quickest. Well, thing. Mark, he's he's one of the best passers of, of the ball, Mark, within the Celtic team. But it all, but it also allowed Callum McGregor to go that bit further forward because. If you've got your B time behind you and you're, you're McGregor and obviously you, they've known each other for so long, you'd have a lot of faith in in that B time. He's going to stay there. He's not going to be gone missing from in front of the in front of the back four or the centre half. He's always going to be there and he's looking to, going to be looking to break up the play or slow down the ball if they're if the opposition are trying to break. So, yeah, I mean, I well, I've said it here as well. He's not in relation to a centre back, but as a as a as a as a holding midfielder, he's. He's as good as what they're obviously. James McCarthy obviously is still recovering. The biggest. He's he's back. He, I saw and seen. He was on the bench already. Who's that? Start playing McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest uh, thing for me uh, at the moment is when Bison is playing. The and Karen stated like. The, McGregor was the main man. No, he feels he has to come back. Or is it my set that he was playing alongside Scott Brown last season? Like McGregor needs to stay forward. Do you know what I mean? Like Beeson's the last man. You know what I mean, Matt? Beeson has to be the last man. He used to play yeah. when he was a, yeah. a bit younger. He needs to yeah. get back. Be nice back to that. Player. You know, because remember. You've seen McGregor getting in the box, shooting outside the box, getting crackers of goals. And at the moment, that seems to be kind of not in his game, Mark. Or Terence has it, has it been? It's, it's, it's kind of, it's not, it hasn't been in his game for, for a while now, hasn't it? 
No, it hasn't, but it's like, as you were just saying there, alluded to, it's maybe the whole time that he set back in the Scott Brown role, he's kind of developed a bit more into that. Mem- like muscle memory. Yeah. Can he stop himself from yeah, doing it? But that thing kind of has to come down to, to Ange, maybe to, I don't know, I, I'm not going to say re-coach, or does he have to kind of, reassure McGregor that he doesn't need to come back there that like because and I and I keep going back to, to this lad Keita in, in Yokohama because when when I watched his highlights and I watched his thing like he he was the last man and no one was in line with him when the attack was made. You know what I mean? Like everyone was a f- more forward than Is Keita. Is this a different guy who we spoke about? No, this, this, this is the exact same fella Keita. This is the, the, the defensive midfielder that Ange signed for Yokohama, Mark, to make. He was the one, Mark, that... Who was the boy we spoke about in the last podcast? Ma- Maida was it? Maida. Maida. And there's Maida right. and there's Kida. There's two players who I think that Ange would sign. There's Kida, is the defensive midfielder. Right. And, and Nida, Dijon Nida then, is the, is the forward, Mark. But when Ange took over Yokohama first, they were conceding a lot of goals, Mark. They were conceding things and play wasn't being moving. So, Ange identified Kida in the Japanese league. When Dwayne signed him, he coached him for this defensive role. But his role wasn't to attack. His role was to, when the attacks happened, he'd sit behind. Like, like, like I said, Mark, that Beeson was doing yesterday. Beeson was behind the ball. So, he was the last man. So, he was there. Kida's role was to, to when... The ball broke. He was the first one to attack, and he was the one then to get the play moving again. But as the game went on yesterday, Turnbull and McGregor were practically in line with Bison when they shouldn't be. Do you get me? You know, oh, you know what you're not, meaning. I know what you're talking about. It's like it's like it was like a three-man line when that's not the way Ange Ball should walk. Do you get me? You know, so that's that's the problem for maybe uh, Ange has to fix. That to to reassure McGregor that he doesn't have to step back into this defensive role that Bison is there or it's McCarthy is there. Man, and any mistakes isn't it McGregor's yeah, responsibility? Exactly. You're exactly. you're not going to get the blame for him. No, Danny's job basically. Exactly. Like that's Bison's job. That's McCarthy's job. And you know that that's that's the only fault that. And our Celtic linked with that boy, Paul, or is that just you that's dug him up for watching? Oh, this is me watching when when I was watching interviews from Ange and when he said he first took over Yokohama, he said his system wasn't working and he identified Kida as the player who who he needed to make Ange Paul work. Click, he made it all yeah, click. he made a click, Mark. He was the one who, who stayed back and made everything click. You know, he was the, what did Ange call him, the pivot of Ange Paul at Yokohama. You maybe know, he, James, McCarthy, James McCarthy. Maybe he thought James McCarthy was going to do that role for him in Celtic. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 this is the one position that I think is 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 seriously lacking. Totally clicking, kind of thing. Yeah, though. this is the one position, like because Beaton's not going to win for I mean, if you're saying that, Paul, I mean, we've just said Beaton's not the quickest. Yeah, Surely yeah, but, but, yeah, but that, that, that's my point here, Mark. Is that Bison isn't going to go in for a tough tackle, is he? Do you get me? He's not the one that's going to go in and tackle the ball, or he's not going to be the one thing. So I really think we're, that if Andrew's going to go in 
to the transfer market in January, I'd be very surprised if he didn't go in for Kida or a similar player like Kida that has to make this system click because he can't keep paying McGregor there because we're losing the total effect of McGregor going forward when McGregor plays there. I know, to be fair, McGregor's done well there and we can see the passing from McGregor and stuff like that, but he's not the one mark to fill that void. And I really think that we're missing that one player in the middle of in the, in the centre midfield to make Ange's system work faster. A fellow who is not going to stick in the ball. Like Keita never sat in the ball, Mark. He never he didn't dwell in the ball. He didn't take two touches. He got the ball. He take and he passed it straight away. He knew where the players were. Do you get me? I'm you know, be two touches. Yeah, just the system. <laughs> he knew the system, Mark. You know what I mean? No, but but, but that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying, Paul. I I do think that McCarthy. James McCarthy was that guy, mm-hmm. but I, I I just think it's unfortunate due to obviously the the lads had COVID and like anyone has had it, you know, know myself. It just knocks the sugar out of you. Mm-hmm. Your bits after it, and like he's a, he's a professional athlete. It must hit him ten times more because you're trying to get back up to speed, trying to get up to running. You could be physically exhausted from the from it months later, like. Headaches, everything. It's awful, like. Do you know? So. No, oh, yeah, I know that for you, Terms, even Tim Alloy and Mikey. Yeah, do you know. Mikey was, ba- Mikey was back at work and saying he was walking up a set of stairs and could hardly breathe by the time he got upstairs and things like that. And that was weeks after it. He was at. Yeah, yeah. Clear it's, it. it's, it's, months, it's months after it, Months after. Like, you get headaches, you'd be exhausted. Out of like doing nothing, just constantly tired. It, it, so like I mean, if, if James McCarthy got a bad dose of it, like James, James McCarthy could realistically really be struggling for a while. And mm-hmm. as, as I said, if he, and here's people and they're going on about the injuries and they're going on about the, like this isn't this is completely unrelated to an injury. This is just you know. I, th- I think Misty's injuries, it's just like we looks. Yeah, it, because he's came up here with Rene pre-season. But nothing. Think, uh, that's the the training's been that uh, intense. Uh, he's picked up just Daffy and Oxford. Yeah. The injury side of things, nothing that's, serious, uh, I don't. The benefit now, Mark, of having sports science. Uh, uh, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully Mark, you know what I mean? Because uh, I've seen a few of the players have come out and spoke highly of that. But McCarthy was on the bench. But McCarthy was on the bench an awful lot for Crystal Palace. It doesn't mean he wasn't fit. He just wasn't getting selected. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he said that as well. He said that as well. It was just down to the manager that it didn't fit the system the manager wanted to play. Like you're talking, there's interviews he's done in the last couple of months, saying things like that. You're talking about a guy. I looked it up there recently, and you're talking about a guy. He's played something like 380 games, be it in Scott, be it starting with Hamilton and going through with Everton and Wigan and Hull. Like, do you know what I mean? And you people have been going on to me about you'd hear people going, oh, he's always injured. You don't play nearly 400 games between. Premiership in Scotland and Premiership in England and be injured. One bad injury in his career. On the live chat there, there, uh, Buzz is saying on the the heat map yesterday, it it showed how how deep Calamac was yesterday. Do you know what I mean? You know, so that seems to be uh, one of the main problems, Mark, that Callum McGregor's added to his game or I don't know. Could 
mindset, Terence. You know what I mean? Of, is, of last season. Is, do you know what I mean? It is. It's a combination, Paul, of mindset. If he's been playing there of last being the last season, senior man and feels he has to kind of dig in or. Yeah, if, but if if he if he's I, been doing maybe well, has like, to see it might be thanks to. I have to be seen always wherever the ball is, I need to be there to, yeah. to get it. Yeah. But as well as well yeah. too, if if we don't think Turnbull is getting back, maybe he can't he thinks Turnbull can't get back. Maybe he but I, I can't I can't just be beaten by himself. I've got to get back to help him like. Well then I've got to show up back to then Terence that he needs to sign a defensive midfielder because it's it's not the way Ange wants his team to play. He doesn't want his attacking midfielders to be in the defensive role. You get me? That's oh, not the way he he, he I, plays. I, do you know what I mean? I do. I listen. I I said it here on this myself, lad. You know, I think one of the main what one of the main complements sorry, one of the main complements to Ange's system at the moment for him is for me is Tondal. You know? Oh, yeah. But I would know, but Callum McGregor, as we've said here ourselves, all of us have said it, Callum McGregor's best position or best part to play is offensively. Mm-hmm. He, he, the eye for like the we see with Scotland, Terrence. You see with Scotland, don't you? They do because they've they've got they've got maybe their it's a, if it's a Scott McTomley or Billy Gilmore or whoever these guys are sitting there. And it allows McGregor to go forward. He knows he doesn't have to come back to worry. But mm-hmm. if he if he's only got if it's only beat and it's sitting there. And he knows, well, not sure Jota goes back. I'm not sure Abad is going to come back. I'm not sure Turnbull can get back. Then I, I feel I have to go back. No, I, again, it's a, a pure opinion and assumption. But like he, like on, on, under, 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 say, the likes of Rogers, when there was when when Rogers did play Beaton and he did play Scott Brown, McGregor was always in the final third, mm-hmm. and McGregor scored. He scored a, a, a had double digits. I'm pretty sure that season. So I mean, I remember he, in the five nil game, he scored a. He went to make a pass to Paddy Roberts. He came back, and it was it was flicked back. It was flicked into him, and he he finished for the third goal. Yeah. You know, he was always he was always in the front third. Whereas at the minute he's he is. I like I understand what you're saying, Paul. He is sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting a bit more. Maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he just doesn't trust some of them to get back. I don't yeah. know. Mark, well, what Terence is saying there, and. He's saying like maybe he knows people aren't going to defend and and and, and stuff to get back and defend, but Ange wants to defend from the top, and Tormel really isn't that type of player who's going to stick in the leg or who's going to go in for attacking. Roderick the same, he plays in there. So do you think maybe that's why McGregor's slipping back into this role because the Gibbs are maybe that assurance to get back that we well, have. It may be, yeah. yeah. It's as we said, it might be just be not used to doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's looking down the back down the park and think, well, is beating going to have a one his brain fart here? Do you know what I mean? Make it child need to get back to that try and cover him. Mm-hmm. But it does it gets back to playing beside Scott Brown. Definitely. Yeah, I was when he, he was he kinda of stopped having that kind of attack. He stopped having his attacking role when Last season, when 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 he was constantly kind of labouring Scott Long or being Scott Long short, second short or something like that, wasn't there? You know. Uh, it was as if he was Scott Brown's legs. Yeah. He was doing the work for Scott Brown. He was chasing the ball about, 
giving it, just passing it to Scott Brown. Well, he's, he know? was doing, he was doing it for over two seasons because when Lennon was there, he was he, he was literally put beside Scott Brown and basically like, you win the ball, you cover, you win the ball, you pass it to him, mm-hmm. and that was it. And don't go forward because if he goes forward, we're gonna be, we're gonna be cut out. And and it's like that. It's Mark mentioned it there. It's probably it's, it, there's a bit of muscle memory. He's probably so used to playing in that position now, he forgets about he forgets how good he was in the other part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, two seasons doing is going to probably do that to you. You know. Yeah. So this is really kind of Terence maybe, and maybe kind of recoaching Cal McGregor in this forward road, kind of give him a chance that he doesn't need. Like what we were saying to Mark, that if the ball is lost, it's not your fault, kind of a thing. Like you know what I mean? It falls on Beeson or. McCarthy, if they're playing there, that's their job to to break up the play. It's not your job. You have to stay forward, kind of thing. Yeah, and that maybe Paul, but the problem is in a lot of the games that McGregor's even played this season, he's been in the holding role. It's mm-hmm. been McGregor yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's that, that, that's my point. Is that we don't have the natural player that Ange needs for the system to work at the moment. To get me, yeah, it's, but it's very hard then to say, okay, I'm holding. I'm a holding midfielder for these three games. Yeah, okay. and then move forward no, no, into another role. Then, Terence. Yeah, exactly. Which no, no, mind, like, is is a is it's a yeah, hard no. thing to do. Like, isn't it? No, I've got to go forward, and I'm not going to commit myself to come back and tackle that guy. I'm just mm-hmm. not facing back. It it Callum McGregor leaves everything on the pitch. He mm-hmm. he he's 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 a, a your quintessential professional. He's top drawer. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Listen, ah, quintessential man. That's a bit a British word, is it no? <laughs> um, but you know he like it, so like if you're if you're in that role and then all of a sudden okay I want you to do this for this game and then the next game you're back in that role again and then it's it, you know it I I just think it's like as I said keep going back it's like Mark said it's muscle memory he's done it for the last two or three seasons two seasons with Lennon he started this season pretty much in that role so he he nearly sees himself as that player that mm-hmm. he's he's slowly going further and further back and he in time maybe he sees himself as the legs start to go, maybe, so to speak, that oh, this will be my role. I'll be the sitting midfielder. Mm-hmm. It's something that they need to look at, certainly, Paul. Uh, Mark, do you think that maybe Kyogo being being rested for the, the start line against Lyon, do you think maybe he's going to be brought back into the start lineup that fans start to kind of voice in their opinion that Kyogo should have started against Livingston? Do you think Kyogo is the player, Mark, that at the moment we can keep him out of the start lineup? Oh, I think he'll start uh, against Fenerbahce's Paul. Just it's a European game, and there might be no no win, but but a better offensive team with Kyogo playing in it than no in it. So it's, it's just a trying. Somebody mentioned it earlier. I don't know who it was. that was going to bring it up. They asked, do you think that we should maybe play three five two? But if that would make any difference, but. See, again, it's funny, it's a weird thing. Kyogo, against certain teams, would Kyogo have made any difference going through the middle of, like starting as our main striker yesterday? That's Mark if we're going to be putting those crosses into the ball because Kyogo doesn't have the height for us. Do you get me? That's that. It was, you know, and that's why, I, that, that, that's why I could saw the benefits in playing Jake Marcus yesterday against Livingston. Do you know what I mean? But then it kind of didn't work out because no one was getting in the box. Hindsight's a wonderful yeah. thing, isn't it? But exactly. You know, I, if you were picking the start line up again, like 
you probably would nearly put Gian Marcus in there again, Mark, because he's the high defender. Do you get the forward? Sorry. Oh, uh, you probably would have. You know. I mean, we've said it as well. Football games only won in paper, but on paper, Celtic was a far too stronger team. But then, Mark, what we saw yesterday as well, and what you've been saying for for weeks, and, and we saw yesterday was Kyogo playing behind G. Marcus yesterday. You know, he uh, kind of slipped into the logic law when he came on, didn't he, Kyogo? Aye, aye, but why not do that for the full game? Yeah. You know, so do you think maybe Ange might do something like that now, seeing that he kind of saw it, that Kyogre could play maybe with J.K. Marcus Terrence, that maybe play behind him? That That's what Ange might think of? Uh, I, I, me, it, I, I don't think he'll change it, to be honest, Paul. I, I, I think you'll you'll find... One or the other? It, yeah, it, one or the other. I, I think, the same as yourself, I, I think he looked at the, the Livingston game and he looked at the previous game and he saw how many crosses were coming into the box. And you're naturally going to think, okay, I need a big, a bigger physical kind of guy. Look, at the end of the day, if if Giamakis knocked in the penalty, no one would even be having this conversation. Like, but, but what I can't get, like Terence and, and Marcus, what I can't get, right? You're saying that Ange, all right, that he knew that Celtic were getting go- were going to get crosses into the ball. Right, that they were going to get crosses into the box and stuff like that. Pretend like it's up to the players then, like to know that as well. Like and and they should be in the box as well when when these things are coming in. And that's why I'm saying like that. Tomble is is not often nothing. He's not getting into the box for these these balls coming. He's not there to pick up the second balls. And McGregor wasn't there yesterday either. That's where we seem to lack yesterday. That. There was no one in the box to to receive these balls. Do you know what I mean? You know that's that's where it failed yesterday. Like it didn't fail because of the system. It failed because players want there to read the ball. They want there to say, right, Ralston's on on the goal right now. There's only one place this ball is going, and that's into the box. I need to get into the box. That's where it failed yesterday. That no one was there to to read the ball to get into the box to to put pressure on this defence. You get me, Mark? Uh, no, I know what you're saying, Paul, but was that down to, well, like, I don't the system, the whatever, or was it just down to maybe Giacomacchus not being up to speed? I don't, I'm not kind of putting that Giacomacchus either, Mark, I'm kind of putting it at the likes of Yata. I mean, playing Kyogo up front wouldn't have made any difference. No, that's what I'm saying, like, it's not more of blame on G. Camarcus, like, it, it's more of a blame of support for G. Camarcus, like, there's no one up there to be up there with him, do you get me? You know, like, he's, he, he is literally a, a lone striker, you know what I mean? And when you're a lone striker, Mark, and everyone knows it, like, you need players to be around your lone striker, and, and, and we didn't do that just, did you get me? We didn't... There's no any support. Yeah, we, there was no one up there with him, you know what I mean? He was up there on his own, and Fair enough, he, he missed flights of ball and he was behind the, the, the defenders at times and stuff. like You could put that down to him maybe getting up to speed. like. But for the players, Mark, who are playing week in and week out and basically should be able to do that, Tornbill, he should be in, in, a, in a more advanced role in that box with Jacob Marcus to pick up that second ball. No, it should have been 
you're attacking midfield yeah. you've been in about the box supporting your straight right? your striker yeah. you know, that's why I think that's why I'm saying like and Terence is saying it there as well as well like the amount of crosses we put into the box and there was no one in there like sometimes you could say that there wasn't even a, there wasn't even a, an advanced Celtic player Terence in the box when these crosses came in like these boxes were just going across the line a tapping would have put these balls into the into the goal. Do you know what I mean? You know, it was a striker's dream for these crosses yesterday. You know? It was, but but it's like what you were saying there. The striker needs needed needs help as well. Yeah. And, and the the problem was we don't we don't have um which I remember Mark mentioned is there a while back. We don't have a Stan Petrov. No. We don't have a Stan Petrov. That's we 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 re, I I can't remember much that you'll see one of our attacking midfielders getting ahead of the forward. No, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday is not something that you can do much because we were so far back. If they got ahead of Jay Marcus, they'd have been in the stand. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, we don't have a stand Petrov that's making those busting runs to get ahead of him. But I, I agree, I agree with what, you, with what you're saying, Paul. I mean, Turnbull needed to be in around the edge of the box waiting for the breaking ball. Wait and see if Jake Marcus can lay one off to him or something like that because I can guarantee you if if Ange would have signed no Mark this is the forward Falamida if Ange would have signed him I I would nearly put a banker that he would have been in the box when these balls would have came in because he would have known the way Ange plays do you get me well, and he would, he would have known where these balls but that, that that's what I'm saying like I'd love us to sign him Paul yeah that, know, just. The videos and that I've seen him. You know, he would have been in there, man. But that. that's what I was saying earlier, yeah. Paul, about players that just run. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's, I mean, and just sister, Mark, it's all about yeah. running fast, running fast, playing stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Are some players, and like Tom, and things like that, are they not quick enough to play in Andrew's system at the moment? You know? That might be I all the more reason to try the Kyogre one. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. That might be all the more reason, Paul, to try the Kyogo one, as Marcus said there. If mm-hmm. if you're looking at Kyogo, who is a, a striker, and if you are playing him in the number 10 role, as Marcus said more than once in the podcast, and he's in the, that David Turnbull role yesterday, his natural instinct will be to get into the box. Get the box, yeah. Will be there to go. There's a, there's a, a, you know, a breaking ball or something like that. A snapshot, something like that. Um, so... As I said, Plus his movement will pull defenders a bit, Terms. Oh, he, he's like he's like a fella that should be on strictly come dancing. His movement is unbelievable. They were talking about the bo- the balls going into the box and the amount of crosses we had. So if you've got somebody like Kyogo just at the edge of the box making runs, that's attracting their defenders and giving somebody like Giacomacchus more, more room. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll have more of an option, Mark, for Giacomacchus might be one-on-one as opposed to three-on-one or two-on-one. You're you're dead right there. Like it's gonna, as I said, Kyogre running left, running right will draw guys, and it might give Giamakis a chance, a chance of a header or a chance of a a shot. Uh, yesterday, like he was, there was two and three guys on him continuously. You know, so he didn't. He, unless it was unless it was a serious mistake. Now, Celtic had a great chance when I think Abada played it into Beaton and he had a terrible touch. He let it run under him, and there was no one in front of him. You know. It's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they might have. Maybe it's something they might have to look at, or maybe he just he's just going to keep going while he's going and wait till January. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Moving on from, from, from football at the moment, uh, another main talking point from yesterday game was the banner held up by the North Cove section in which was aimed at the Celtic board after news broke this week that Celtic are on the verge of appointing assistant constable in Scotland, Bernard Higgins, to a senior security role at the club. Higgins played a major role in implementing offensive behaviour at football and threatening communications in Scotland Act. For thousands who witnessed their, their friends, families uh, receive abuse by police in Scotland uh, in, in tribunals, uh, this is no laughing matter uh, at the moment uh, by the Celtic board, and it's a big insult to the to the Celtic supporters, Mark. Now, uh, and I'm going to say, Terence and myself being in Ireland, we don't witness this abuse that. Celtic supporters come under and Mark, I don't know, have you ever witnessed abuse or have you no Celtic fans who witnessed abuse or... It's been the same even when I was going to football. Mm -hmm. It's the same, just the same stuff that's been going on for years. And that offensive behaviour at football, like that was just a joke. Would it be good to get Jeanette Finlay on to speak about this? What is this, Mark? What, what, what is this, Mark? This offensive behaviour? Is this oh, like if you're, if you're wearing your it jersey or something like that? On it, 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 get, it, it get repealed, Paul. And now, again, that was down to Jeanette Finlay. The other wee kind of groupie call it out people and that, that's, but it went against it. it basically... It just it basically just made if you were a football fan, you were a bit of a scumbag. A tog. That, that basically was the gist of it, Paul. Mm-hmm. And I'm not meaning just Celtic and fans. Higgins is the main fella behind trying to implement this marketing. He? he was the fella who who, who brought this, who, who's basically calling football supporters tugs. Like he, he's the main man. Like and, and and for the Celtic board to even consider this man, it's it's a, it's it's insulting to the Celtic supporters, Mark. Isn't this? What hundred percent, Paul? A million percent, again, I'm saying Jeanette Finley would have been good to talk about this, but Welshie, I mean, I bet you Welshie mm-hmm. could tell you some stories about what this guy's really all about. Mm-hmm. See if you actually Google his name, he's a bit of a scumbag himself in real life, to be honest. Terence, I know, obviously with myself, Terence, you stand with Celtic supporters in disappointment, but it is kind of the Celtic board kind of distanced distanced themselves from the Celtic supporters even more in this by even considering this appointment. It it is, Paul, because the powers to be surely knew the impact it was going to have mentioning this guy's name to the Celtic support. They said, this guy is now going to be an employee of Celtic. Like, as I said, I'm like you, Paul. I... Wouldn't have known much about it. Obviously, been from over here, but I like what Mark said. Read the stories. I, yeah, yeah I see, I've seen I've seen Welchie put up a big um, post on the on the on the Discord all about it, and uh, you know you can you can you can you can see you can see the irate from the people who've obviously seen it firsthand and either happened to them, their friends, their family, and like it's just it's clueless from Celtic. It's absolutely clueless from Celtic to think. That this was a good thing to do. Like it, 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 show, it shows, it shows a complete disregard for the fans. Mm-hmm. To go, well, we're going to do this. If you like it, fair enough. If you don't, we don't care either way. Yeah, that's what it comes across like that. 
I mean, let's look, compare, compare Celtic appointing this guy to the Rangers PR man for the DUP. It shows you how, I mean, that's playing to the gallery for Rangers. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's got their fans right on side. And Urbos just went to the total. It is I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying getting Jerry Adams in, but do you get what I mean? Just to go for this guy, Higgins is just... In in a sense, they're getting one of their own. We're getting one well, of their own. their own, I know. Yeah, that, and uh, I, I, I completely understand, whereas there's probably... There, there's not there probably. There is multi... Numerous other areas that they could have got someone for this role. Without, without Riley, no people beyond all belief. Just there is there is a but here, Terence. There is a but. There is a but. There is a but. No, are we getting mixed up here? Yeah, are we getting mixed up here? That there's there's an, another Bonard Higgins floating about Celtic at the moment
get me. I know, I know, but I've seen it. If you look it up and obviously online, and there's papers going on about it. But like one Paul is possibly coming in as a chairman. So to mix up the role as a chairman and the guy coming in, the head of the state chairman, it says senior role, it's senior, senior, senior role. No, senior so I'm role. Talking about, I'm talking about Benny Higgins. Benny Higgins. Benny Higgins says he doesn't say. Bernard Higgins is the bonus. Benny Higgins yeah. is the financial guy. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I understand, but what I'm saying is, if you're saying you're talking about that there might be, are you trying to say that there might be a mix-up between the two guys? Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I, I, basically, that's what we're not actually too sure. Some other people have said it as well. Yeah, terms, but... Sh- Surely would not Celtic have come out and said if this Bernard Higgins guy for the security side of things, there was senior security thing, if he wasn't going for that role, if it wasn't he wasn't going to be appointed for that role, would you not think that Celtic would have come out and basically quashed that because they can see the 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 anguish and the annoyance that it's causing to the sport? No, because no, because you've known by the Celtic board in terms of over the years as well that. They kind of oh. don't make these things public. You know, Who's they don't come out and say stuff. They don't come out and say... They're going to be our acting CEO, is it? Nobody's heard his voice. They took a job. You know, I listen, I agree with you. That, that, that's, beyond, that's beyond crazy. But it's just... It's, oh, just, it's I, kind I, of just a bit light-hearted. Because it, it would be funny, to be honest, Terence, if that was a kind of mix-up. Well, it'd be hilarious. But but it's just... I, I, I'm just saying, like... This is why we brought it up, like, because... like. It's one of the most Celtic things ever. I think yeah. if, if that if that actually was that kind of mix up, that is just one of the most Celtic things ever. The biggest balls of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when I was sitting down yesterday and I taught Mark, like I said, Mark, we we talk about Bernard Higgins uh, being brought into the club and how how's that. Next, Mark just sends me this thing about Benny Higgins and Ian Banker, and I was going, Jesus, like this is. Or could be blaming me? Could it be? <laughs> or, but but could it be a mix-up? Could it be a thing like? And for me, uh, for for the sake of the board and the relationship with the fans, like I I would hope it's a mix-up here. You know what I mean? Because I I wouldn't think I wouldn't like to think Celtic would consider someone like Bonnet Higgins come to the club terms. Do you know what I mean? I I would hope there would be some mix-up yeah, here. Yeah, have got this. Security guy, I can't even remember his name now, Ronnie something. So, unless this other Bernard Tiggins has come in to uh, replace him, unless he's retiring or whatever because he's been there, he's been there donkey's years. But that's what the, that's what the, that's Ronnie the, Hawthorne, Hawthorne, Ronnie yeah. Hawthorne. That's what the reports were saying that this Bernard Higgins guy is coming in. To replace this other guy who well, you just mentioned there that leaving. So he's leaving. Right? That's what I mean. I didn't know that term. See, this is Celtic Rumors TV, and we report rumors, <laughs> <laughs> and we like to start things up. <laughs> no, you're insulting me and Banky and everything. You know, but, but thank you, yeah. Thank you. Like I'm not going about the Celtic board, and <laughs> I, I was looking at. This fellow Wilson the other day, I saw pictures of him. So he's nearly as old as Banker. Do you know what I mean? Our, our board yeah. is really aging. You know what I mean? And for Celtic to come on, rise, things need to change our board level dramatically. Like, 
a young reporter. I, I, for Nixon to be CEO, a young man, we say if Nixon became chairman, right? A CEO, sorry, CEO. And then he's all these old folks around him, like, do you know what I mean? I just don't think it'd work, you know? That's how I feel with you, Paul. What's that? All <laughs> these old folk around me, no, just... You know, but it is though, Mark. Our <laughs> board is aging, though, isn't this? You know, it's it's oh, really been aging for years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Buzz the same, there, that. Even that Brian Wilson, what about yeah. what he came out with in the paper the other day? Yeah, about uh, Rangers getting demoted and Demoted, yeah, and they're saying it was unfair, unfairly oh. treated, and, and, and stuff. Like, these are fellas are not board level denying that Rangers went into liquidation. Do you know what I mean? You know? It's. We thought it was going to happen. When Lowell left and Ange came in, uh, the way Mackay was at his press conference about modernising the club and things like that, but we've, seen, we've been saying it for months on here, Paul, in terms the boardrooms need gutted. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely, because it's an ageing board and it's said to go going to modernise or, or kind of come up at modern times, Terence. That's an area that really needs to change at the club, don't they? It does big time, Paul, but the the whole side of that from the start of the season and when McCoy came in and all that. This is it's what we thought would kind of happen, like, didn't we? Yeah, it's all gone backwards because yeah. the, the whole board thing has has kind of ceased. There was, there was talks of Dermot Desmond's son coming in and stuff like that. But if you look at them off, off that as well, Ange doesn't have any his own backroom team in which was talked that this was all going to happen as soon as the transfer window closed. We've got the sports science guy in. There's no director of football. There's no idea if there's going to be a director of football. There's no chief executive. There's no idea if there's going to be a new chief executive. No. So there's so many things on that side of it that is mm-hmm. so up in the air that it's not a surprise that there's still a lot of dinosaurs in the boardroom. Like. And the you football's know? distracting us again for you. That's it, Mark. We're looking for the farm. And that's the problem after years, yeah. Even though we were winning trebles. Problems are still there. And that's what Janet said. Janet said, didn't she, Mark? Look what's going on behind the scenes. You know? And the way the club's actually been run. That's what Janet putting a good product on the park again, but it's the same as Tommy Burns. It's the same as Vim Janssen. It's the same. The problems are still behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Like, that's what kind of is seriously kind of holding Celtic back is that and like I can't remember the last time I kind of saw a fan media mark popping up on YouTube or anything like that that kind of has kind of stopped as well at the moment you know what I mean I haven't seen normally there they, they kind of the fans were getting an interview with a player and stuff that that, that doesn't seem to be happening since Mackay left either you know it, like, it seems no, really no, I think they've done them the other day Paul fan media again did they? Uh, I'm sure I saw some, just some of them, but obviously selected few, but I'm sure I saw some of them doing bits of fan media again. But it's gone back to, what I'm trying to say, Mark, it's gone back to as Celtic fans don't need to know what's going behind the scenes. At least we kind of had some idea when McCoy was there what was going on. He was kind of more engaging as a CEO, out, out to the fans and stuff like that. Like, Did these board members not like that, that maybe McCoy was too outgoing and... He was telling too much what's going on behind the scenes or, you know? I don't know. I, I really don't know. What you, you know, that's, the, that's the main thing. Like, I mean, you know they're running I mean? this club, Paul. Yeah. And 
it's part see really when you think about it, Paul, it, is, it reminds you about when the Kellys and that were on the club. Mm-hmm. This wee clique just grabbing onto power and holding onto with their fingernails. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be like that. I mean, we're a PLC now, we've got shareholders and these people need to answer. They need to come out with answers to Like questions. it is. Big, be fellow a, shareholders. A, a big blot. I, I, know, I know he spoke uh, at the AGM briefly, but he didn't give a big statement of what his plans are. So he just answered two questions. Uh, Nicholson, he just answered two questions. I, I, but, uh, he said, but he hasn't come out and stated what his role is or if he's going to take it on this role either. I mean, that, that's, he should be coming out making a statement as well, shouldn't he? Oh, he should be at least the other, the other week, I think it was, Paul on one of the podcasts. He'd have thought he'd have released on a, like a puff piece. Yeah. So on like Celtic TV, right there, the questions you're going to ask, ask me. Do you know what I mean? Having Jerry McCulloch or something. Mm-hmm. But nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well too, Paul. It's like you're what Mark is saying. Like no, we were all expecting this this Nicholson guy to come out and at least present himself to the Celtic fans. He doesn't have to. We, like the Celtic fans don't need to know what's going on behind the scenes, as in per se in the boardroom. No, but me. But Dom but Dom McCoy, Dom used to just come out. He, he like he'd never say exactly what was going to happen, but he he, 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 he engaged he, with the fans kind of. A he did, yeah. But yeah. like if you come out and you just go, well, yeah, we're looking to hopefully we're going to try and expand this, and we're going to try and develop that, and we're going to look down the road. We're looking at a, a director of football. We're going to try and do this for Ange. You can say those things. You don't have to say, well, we're definitely doing this. We're definitely mm-hmm. doing this. We're definitely doing this. We're definitely doing this. Celtic fans just want an idea of what's potentially going to happen. You don't have to say, we're definitely going to do that. We might do that. We won't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what Don McCoy used to do. Mm-hmm. And Don McCoy, because obviously, Don McCoy's whole, a lot of his big background was marketing. So his whole marketing strategy, marketing thing is to stand there and basically be like a salesman and be like a sales pitch. And mm-hmm. in, in a lot of cases, tell the fans what they want to hear. And fans will go, oh, that's brilliant. This is brilliant. Like doing the forums, getting the on face-to-face forums, the times they had the interviews with Ange and himself with, with fan forums, stuff like that. They're little things, but they mean so much. And then you go from that to a guy who's basically, you won't even see him, let alone hear him. I've said as well, Terrence, months ago when we first started the podcast, See, ideally, we don't want to be sitting here talking about what we're CEO and we're boards and all doing like, consistently. I mean, we know when you're doing podcasts, running forums, there's always fans that are interested in these kind of things. But if you, we were a well-run club, we wouldn't be sitting here moaning about the board, no appointing a director of football, the state were scout. Do you get what I mean? It's, oh, 100%. But, but that's what I'm saying, Mark. If they had, if if you if they had come out and given an outline and said, look, we understand the frustrations. We're looking into this. We're we're going to try and get it resolved as quickly as we can. This is the way we're looking to try to do it. But just a few bullet points. Fans would be happy with it. People don't want to know the nitty gritty. A, a lot of people, I would imagine, don't want to know the nitty gritty, the very fine details behind bits and pieces. But once no, they see, once they see the a lot of people details, that's what I mean. There's, there's always going to be fans that want to know every mm-hmm. single detail, but the majority of fans, if you're winning stuff and you're quite happy, there's, we've spoke about young players coming through and the way the club's getting run, 
we'll never talk about guys like Nicholson or Banker again. No, we won't. But but even even little things like Max, for argument's sake, there's been no feedback on what on on the role Gordon Strachan came in. Now we all know what he came in to kind of do, but there hasn't been any development to say. Oh, well, going to say that earlier. He's come back. He's come back and he said, "This is the direction we need to go." So. We're going to try and go that direction. And then, again, the director of football, we're going to try and do this. We understand Ange might be looking to, you know, just little things. And those kind of things then, fans are kind of go, okay, the club are working. At the minute, it's, it's, the, the silence is deafening. Like, no, it's, and it's, like, it's like you said, if, we, if Celtic were struggling this year, they'd be absolute, they'd be probably... Oh, definitely, it's definitely. Carnage, it's carnage again. It's the fact that we're, we're happy what's what's going on the pitch within reason that if it was the other way we're kind of as you said we're happy enough to kind of go oh whatever they're doing they're doing but we're winning on the pitch so we're happy enough for that like mm-hmm. uh, that's it for tonight folks uh, thanks to Terence and Mark and you guys in live chat for joining us uh, Mark will now close the show well, right, thanks very much Paul and Terence thanks very much for coming on again bud everybody right. join the live chat William Smith, Buzzbomb. That's just the names at the bottom of the screen there. Bobby Sutherland. Every live stream I go into watching all these kind of YouTube wars, Bobby Sutherland's in there causing chaos. You keep an eye on him in future, I think, lads. But just again, thanks very much. Share it if you can. Leave a like, leave a comment, and subscribe. Hail, hail, God bless. 